Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And as he did this demonstrate this confidence, they kind of mocked him. Hmm, aren't you Joseph's son? Said all these wonderful things about him and all of a sudden, oh, let's just discount that because you're just Joseph's son. Not a real big deal. So they mocked his confidence. And then we went on to find out a little bit later that when you have wisdom, you know what wisdom does? Wisdom sometimes, now you, you have wisdom, you have a, a wise, a wise uh, uh, conversation, you have a conversation and you lend wisdom to somebody else or you give wisdom to somebody else. And, and all of a sudden you end up um, having a person that's angry with you or angry at you. Have you ever given a word of wisdom? Better other side of it. Have you ever received a word of wisdom and thought that it was a word of rebuke? A word of wisdom. A word to the wise, right? A word to the wise. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And you're like, you're not me, so I'm doing it. And then you do it, and it was a word to the wise. It was that you shouldn't have done it, and you end up doing it, and you end up getting mad at the person that had wisdom. Same thing happened to Jesus. Jesus demonstrated wisdom, confidence and wisdom. And as he did both things, one was that he uh, was mocked, and secondly, he, uh, he had a chance to identify himself as one of wisdom, and people got angry with him. They got mad at him. Now, the same things happen to us when we think like kingdom citizens. The same things that happen to Jesus are going to happen to us as well. But today we're going to continue in that same chapter, Luke chapter 4, uh, starting at verse number 31. And I'm going to talk about a revelation of kingdom authority. A revelation of kingdom authority. And we start at verse number 31. It says this. Then he went down to Capernaum, this is Jesus, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teachings, for his word was with authority. His word was with authority. Here's Jesus teaching, them getting astonished about his teaching, uh, but he spoke with the word of authority. And that's the same one we talked about earlier, same Jesus that we talked about earlier, that was uh, one of confidence, but kingdom authority provokes people. And you know what it does? It provokes folks. If you have a, a revelation of the kingdom of God or a revelation of the word of God, uh, the word of God pertaining to the kingdom, it's going to provoke you to do something. It's going to provoke you to get right with him. So uh, for his word was with authority. Now, I bring these illustrations up because I want to relate it right to our level where we happen to live and where we live every day. Uh, there's some times in our lives where we have a chance to speak to people and they do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because they don't perceive that we have any authority. And when they don't perceive we have authority, they don't get anything done. Listen, there are bosses where you happen to work or if you have a job or ever had a job, and there are people that speak as bosses and don't get respect because they have no authority. Do you understand that? Because there are employers that speak to their employees, and the employees look at them like, hey, you're right. That is not a good place to be because that's not demonstrating authority at all. But see, when a person speaks with authority, and Jesus is, they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority, the teaching became only astonished, the teaching, they only became astonished by the teaching because of the authority that he had on the inside of him. Jesus came teaching and preaching this word of God, this word of the kingdom, this, this kingdom message, and his authority that he spoke with astonished people, but the fact that he had the authority on the inside of him provoked them. It provoked them to do something. You see, it was the authority of the word of God at the right time in your life, coming from the right person in your life, that caused you to be provoked to do something different in your life. When we receive something from God, uh, you, can receive a word, <laughs> you can receive the word of God and then not have the power of God behind it. Someone can speak to you the word and the word does nothing to you. I mean, absolutely nothing. Well, first of all, because we don't recognize all the time ourselves that if we don't perceive God's word as being authoritative, it won't provoke us to do anything. But then there comes that point when it doesn't make a difference who we happen to be, that the word of God provokes us, even in our, even in our stubbornness. 
See, I was stubborn. I was stubborn. The word of God provoked me to change. The word of God got us to change because that's how powerful it is. Kingdom authority provokes. It really does provoke. It really does provoke. So if you're looking around, you want to identify, you want to get a revelation of kingdom authority. Watch to see if it's provoking. Watch to see if it's provoking you to do something different in your life. Reading the word, here's part, reading the word of God. Reading the word of God in your natural sense will not do you any good because it doesn't provoke you if you didn't get in your spirit. It will only titillate your mind and make you think a little bit. That's called mental ascent. You'll get a little bit of mental ascent about it and you'll kind of go, well, that's a good thought. And keep on doing what you've been doing. And keep on acting the same way you've been acting. But until it becomes a revelation of kingdom authority, there won't be any changes. So kingdom authority does provoke. Look at 4.33. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, let us alone. We have what... What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? Listen to this last part. I know who you are. The Holy One of God. Now, if we, we uh, now, I, you, you heard something there. You heard something. But I want to show you something that's a little, little tricky here. It says, leave us alone. What have, what have we to do with you? Did you come to destroy us? And he did not say, they did not say, we know who you are. It said, I know who you are. And it looks as though that there is a spokesperson for the the gang, if you will, the gang of demons. Have you ever seen a gang of people get together? A gang of people, even a gang, a natural, a gang in the world out here, a gang. It's always we, and we, and we, until it comes down to calling the shot. Somebody steps up. Somebody steps up and says, well, I. Well, this is exactly what happened here. Look, 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 let us alone. Let us alone. Us. Talking about a group of us, right? Us. Inclusive. We, what have we to do with you? What we? We, we, that's us again. That's us again, right? What has we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy who? Us. Again. But all of a sudden it switches. Rather than saying, talking collectively as a group, that all of a sudden it's not, we know who you are. It is I know who you are. How interesting that there's always a, a lead demon that's trying to drive a wedge somehow that wants to speak on behalf of every other demon that's subject to them. How much stuff is going on in your life and you say, well, um, we, 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 I, we, we understand as a family what's going on here. But it comes to a point where we have to stand up and say, I. I know who you are, God. I know who you, what you want from me, God, and my household. But I'm not going to let everybody, listen, if I as a pastor took every we, 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 instead of saying, I know, God, what's going on. I know what you want, God. I, I have determined to hear you on behalf of us. I have determined to step out by faith on behalf of us. Instead of me getting a, this, this consensus from everybody or getting this, uh, this vote of approval from everybody, I have to really understand who God really is. The same thing happens here. Now, we're talking about on the demonic side, right? On the demonic side, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Kingdom authority is respected. It's respected. Earlier we talked about it being mocked. 
Talked about it being mocked in Luke chapter 4, verse, uh, early, in the early, uh, early 4, verse 18 through, through, through uh, uh, 20 something. And so now we look at it being respected. Respected by, watch this part, demons. They tremble, don't they? They tremble, listen, they tremble at the authority of the name of Jesus. They tremble at the authority. Now, mere men, mere men will act as though we are, we understand what's going on. We, we got it. We understand it until you go spirit to spirit and you don't, you don't you really understand what I'm talking about. See, when the Holy Ghost begins to come speak through you, then you can say, I, no longer I who live with Christ who lives in me. Then, boom, we can, we can move out. 435. But Jesus rebuked him. Interesting. Rebuked him, saying, be quiet, come out of him. Now, dig with me a little bit, because now we're dealing with the individual demon and not the cast of demons. Well, we spend time in our own lives dealing with the cast of demonic foes that are trying to attack our lives, deal with the root cause of the matter. See, if we don't deal with the root cause of the matter, then we'll continually deal with all the causes of the matter. Uh, mm. You didn't hear me, did you? To deal with all the stuff, look at all the stuff that's going on around your life. Get to the root of the matter. Deal with that thing. Because you keep on dealing with this one over here, you're wasting time. You deal with this one over here, you're wasting time. Get to the root of the matter. What is the root of the matter? The root of the matter is something that's really been causing this whole thing to start in the first place. Get to it and uproot it. I mean, deal with that thing. Other than say, well, okay, I've got a footache over here. I've got an armache over here. I've got a headache over here. But my real problem is that my thinking is wrong. My real problem is that I haven't been, I haven't been praying enough. The real problem is that I've been lacking in faith. The real problem, see, you've got to identify the real issue. Because otherwise we, we, we kind of keep on dealing with all the symptoms. Ah, there we go. All the symptoms of the stuff that's going on. And the symptoms don't do us any good because we, we, put, a, we put a little band-aid on that darn thing, right, for a little while. And the blood keeps coming through. The blood keeps coming on through. You know the band-aid? Solve the problem for a little while. Get to the root of the matter. Might require some surgery. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in the mist, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Now, if you're looking at verse 40, 34 and, 40 and 35 together now, we're talking about let us alone. Remember that? What have we to do with you? Did you come to destroy us? And then it flips to say the main demon says, I know who you are. And so Jesus is not dealing with the other demons. He's dealing with the root demon. If you want a person of authority, if something goes wrong, okay, here we go. Something goes wrong in the place of establishment where you happen to be dining. And it's going really wrong. You may not want to talk to the server. You may not want to talk to the cook. Although the server messed up, although the cook messed up, you want to talk to the manager. And if it's serious, you want to talk to the owner. If it's real serious, you'll go to the, stock, the stockholders. If it gets real serious, you go to the labor board. I mean, you, you're continually going up the chain until you get what you need to get. So you deal with the root of the matter. Now, if it's a small matter that happens in a restaurant situation, you go to the manager right away and you get a problem. What? Solved. I've gotten a lot of problems solved by just talking to the manager. Because they, well, watch this. They come to me afraid. You didn't get it. They come right, right away. They think that you're going to say something negative. And I do this all the time, by the way. In the restaurant, we go to the restaurant. We have great service. We look for great service. And we tell the people, I'm going to talk to your manager for a moment. A manager comes over, how are you doing, sir? Like, like something wrong, you know, something. And I, great service here today. I mean, you talk about the relief on them. It's one thing. But then, when I have to deal with them in a matter also, that's a negative situation, 
I'm still as kind as I can be, but it really is a stinging situation because I've got to let them know the truth about what just went down so that they will fix it. Jesus did not play when it came to working with authority among these folks. He didn't play when it comes to him being disrespected regarding the authority he had in him. So as we speak out of our mouths, we can't allow ourselves to be disrespected. Watch this. We can't allow ourselves to be disrespected, otherwise we're disrespecting ourselves. Do not allow yourself to be disrespected when it comes to the, the life that you live. And I think some of the times we do, we get a chance to practice every day. Every time we get a chance to go out to dinner, we go buy automobiles, we buy homes, we, we deal with uh, business associates, we deal with situations in life, and we just kind of let things slide. How many of you let things slide too much? You have let things slide too much. Just let it go. It's not that big of a deal. It's not. And it comes back to bite you in the. In the arm, in the arm, in the arm. <laughs> Comes back to bite you right in the arm. Right on the fingertips. It bites you. Because you choose not to deal with it. Because you choose to say, I don't have authority. See, if we don't, pr- we don't practice living in authority, we're practicing living without authority. So practice living life with authority. On an everyday basis. But they're going to think I'm mean. No, you're just authoritative. You just have authority, that's all. But I don't want people to not like me. You just have authority, or you don't. How are you going to function? As a wimp? See, we're not wimps. We're children of God. We're heirs of God. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Ambassadors of Christ. That's who we are. So when we speak... It's got to be of authority. You just can't be something that's going to be disrespected because we're disrespecting ourselves if we do so. So, but Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him uh, in, their, in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. You're talking about authority because if, <laughs> this is kind of a side note. If the demon would have hurt the person, I think the demon might, might, might have been thinking that, you know, I, I, I bet not mess with Jesus right now because I just I sense some authority coming up here. I bet not mess with him right now. Does he think that way about you? Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. But who are you? You see, <laughs> amen. But Paul, I know. Who, and Jesus, I know. But who are you? Who have we thought of ourselves to be? We've got to be people of authority. Uh, verse number 36. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves. These are people now. The people were amazed. What word is this? What word is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. And they come out. So kingdom authority does some amazing things. It amazes people as well. If you've ever been amazed by somebody that gives something to, something to, to stop, and, you, and you've been trying to stop. You've been trying to stop a situation in your life. You've been trying to stop a situation in your home. You've been trying to stop a situation, and somebody shows up and just says, stop. Don't raise your voice. Just say, stop. You've seen those dog whisperers, those uh, people that have con- animal, animal, dog whisperers, and they walk up to a dog, and the, and the family's having a dr- real hard time with their dog, Right? They can't get the dog to stop barking in the house. They can't get the dog to start getting on the furniture. And the dog whisperer walks in the house and just says, puts his hand here, does this little deal here. The dog doesn't bark at all. The dog whisperer might say, go jump on the couch. The dog says, no. (laughs) The dog whisperer has some kind of authority that you don't have. The dog whisperer has some kind of authority that the person that owns the dog doesn't have. A dog whisperer doesn't even know the dog, but the dog whisperer knows himself. They know that they have authority. There's a crazy thing happening even today that people of our world around us today are studying animals in a way that they're coming to a place where they understand that man has dominion over the animals, right? They, they understand that. And so some of these people have uh, immersed themselves in, in understanding animals, posture. And they walk among lions and tigers.
And they walk, listen. <laughs> oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I set myself up for that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Lions. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then mess the whole thing up now. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> but you know what happens, though? They, they, they study and they immerse themselves in the culture of animals and how, and how animal behavior is. But they also recognize that they, they've been heard, they've heard this word, they've heard this word that they, are, they have authority over li every living creature. Now, they don't believe it for God's purposes. They believe it for themselves because they want, to be, they want to be in control. They want to be in charge. So they learn about the behavior of animals and also the posture of animals. And they realize that their posture among animals makes a difference. You walk up to an animal, if your posture's like, you know, don't, don't, don't bite me, don't bite me, you sure to get bit. I go by Bruce's house, I go by Bruce's house, and I see his little dogs, man, and little dogs running around the house. I'm going, oh, God, these little dogs here. I don't have no authority on them dogs right, right now. I don't, that's not how I'm acting. I walk in this house. I go by Manuel and Barbara Gill's house. The little dog. I say, oh, God, a little dog here again. You know, I get no authority. Sit down. I said, oh, God, leave me alone. That's no authority. That's not acting in authority. But I really have authority over those dogs, right? I'm supposed to. We're supposed to. We have authority over what we want to have authority over. Did you hear me? Sometimes grown men, strong grown men, can't handle little babies. Can't make a little baby stop crying. Strong grown men. Can't get, can't get a child to, to cooperate. Grown men. Can't, can't, get, can't get a dog to do what he wants to do. Can't, can't get the... Children, I mean, no, can't get their, all kind of stuff, can't get it done. But the reality is that we have authority when we realize it. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A worker of this word, not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You see, that passage of scripture, 1 Thessalonians, is not only talking about being a worker in the natural, working with our hands, but a worker, watch this, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, if we're going to work anything, let's work the word. When we work the word effectively, we work the word effectively, watch this part, we see ourselves becoming authority unto God, being used by him. So when I go around, and see dogs again, and I'll see dog people. That, now, don't, 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 don't judge me when I come to your house again. Don't, ju don't judge me. I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to try to practice, I'm gonna practice my authority, right? And I, I just messed it right there. I'm going to try to practice my authority. I'm, I'm going to go, go in the house and walk in. Okay, dog, sit down. And see what happens, right? I'm still learning, too. Now, I'm still learning. I'm still learning this stuff. Had this problem for a long, I've had this problem for a long time, right? I mean, same dog, same... You guys get different dogs. Them same dogs in the house. I just have issues with dogs sometimes, but I need to be delivered from dogs, I guess. So I'm still amazed by God's word, though. See, and the report, watch this, and the report about him went out into every place, into every place in the surrounding region. Now, Kingdom Authority is very newsworthy, by the way. I like I like the fact that I I, I, I I said, no, what's the word? How do we describe this this about this report thing, Lord? How do we describe this report thing? Newsworthy. Newsworthy is sometimes the stuff that can be stupid. A lot of our news that we watch on, don't, 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 don't say anything, just look straight ahead. But a lot of the news that we watch on television is not really news. It's stupidity. But what Jesus did, what Jesus did was newsworthy. It was enough that people would go around reporting what he did. The report went out to every place. Not just a few places, but to every place in the surrounding region about what he had just done. They're talking about this revel they, they talk about the revelation of, of kingdom authority and how it really functioned with Jesus working in their lives. And he had a chance to demonstrate that. So kingdom authority is, is, is newsworthy. Now, verse number 38. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. And we're, we're switching gears right now all of a sudden. But Simon's wife, wife's mother, was sick with a high fever. And they made a request, they, they, they again, they made request of him, Jesus, concerning her. 
I, I look at this, and I, and I, and I ponder, and I, and I bring it to our, our situation right now, when, let's say, let's, let's say this is a, we're the they, we're the they. We all have to come into agreement about what requests we're going to make to whomever, right? Let's come into agreement. Now, they came into agreement about the request regarding this woman's, uh, his, her, her high fever. Identified the problem, she had a high fever. They identified the problem, uh, then they made a request. Now, they made the request to Jesus because they knew that he could do what? Heal her. He knew, they knew they, he could heal her. So here's what happens, though. Even though they knew he could heal her, they had to come into agreement together about making the request to who? To him. They could have made it to anybody. Why would we just call Simon? Simon's here. He's a disciple. Can he do it? Yeah, Ray's here. He's a disciple. Can't Ray do it? Can't Donna do it? Come on. Alberta can do it. Come on, let Alberta do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She can do it. But here's what happens now. So when he arose, but the Simon's, Simon's mother was sick with, with high fever, they made a request. Here's what happens. Kingdom authority is sought after. They're seeking after. People are seeking after kingdom authority when they know it exists. Mm. Get it. When they're sure that it's going to come through for them. You only seek authority when you, you only seek authority of somebody that you know can make it happen. Well, you go through the phone book and say, now, hmm, they've got a three-star rating, they've got a five-star rating, three-star rating, you go to Yelp, phone book, nobody who's used phone books. Yelp, Yelp, go to Yelp, and you three-star rating, two-star rating, one-star rating, okay, hmm, by what authority do I make this decision? Based on how well they've done with others? What had Jesus done with others? What had Jesus done with others? He'd healed them. He's ta- he taken care of them. He delivered them. He set them free. He did a whole lot of stuff. So kingdom authority is sought after once it's known that it exists. When we seek after kingdom authority, we're seeking those folks that have it. We have, we have it through the word of God, of course. But we're seeking after kingdom authority for, for, from folks that we know can get it done. We don't wait around and say, wow, you know, huh, they got a one-star rating. Maybe they'll get better. You ever, ever watch a movie and it had a one-star rating, but it had a nice build-up, and you thought it was going to be good, and the one-star rating proved to be true? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Ray, Ray used to work for, he, he had his own business, and he was sharing his facility with another company called There Is A Difference, right? And I used to make this joke to myself, and I probably said to Ray once in a while, but there is a difference. I said... Well, who, who's, who's really making the real difference? Who determines the real difference? He says, well, the work does. And, and so you have to realize something here, that the work does determine the difference for sure in the long run. Because you can put out this big sign about who you are. And there might be a difference, but it might not be the difference that you think it is. It might not be the deal you think it's going to be. It may be something completely different than you thought it was going to be. And folks be upset about that. Let's be upset about that. Verse number 39. So, so he stood over, <laughs> here we go. He stood over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left. And immediately she arose and served them. He had five powerful keys in this one little passage right here. Five powerful keys. Five powerful keys. Two things that Jesus did. First of all, he stood up. When I'm standing over you, And I'm standing over you like this, you know. I'm, acting, I'm, 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 in your, I'm in your space, right? I'm in your space. And rebuking the fever. Second thing Jesus did, he rebuked the fever. He just stood over the man. Just stood, like, oh. When you stand, over, you stand over a person, they feel a little bit, you know, kind of weird, don't they? Didn't you feel a little bit weird at that point? Why were you? Why? Don't get too close to me, brother. Something wrong with you? You know, yeah. Okay, yes, okay, thank God. <laughs> yes. Rebuked the smell. Okay, yes. He rebuked the fever. So Jesus did his part. He stood up and he rebuked the fever. So he postured himself. Hear that part? He postured himself and then he did the thing that he does. He rebuked, spoke out of his mouth, rebuked the fever. 
the authority speaking out of, speaking out of his mouth was, again, not because he postured himself so much, because he can do that sitting down, but the posture itself, he did, he did something right now in the midst of everybody that was around, because nobody else was probably standing up. He stood up. <laughs> he stood up and rebuked the fever. And here's this part. The thing that happened was the thing left. It went away. It went away. The fever went away. The fever responded to the authority of the man who stood up and rebuked it. So the stuff that happens in our life only responds to the posture that we have and our ability to speak with authority so that it moves away. And when it doesn't move away, it's because we didn't have the posture and or authority to do it. I don't have the posture or authority with those dogs just yet. I'm getting there. It's been taking me a long time, but I don't see dogs every day. I see them every once in a while. Every once in a while. And immediately, here's the woman's part. She does her part as well. She's down with fever, sick with fever, because she, and she can't get up with, with fever. So when the fever's gone, what does she do? Immediately, she arose. Immediately got up. When you've been ill, and you've had a difficult time, I mean, you, <laughs> you had a cold, and all of a sudden you feel, you're, you're rebuking the cold, and you're taking all kinds of medicines and all kinds of different things, and, and one day you feel better. You just do what? You get up. And you start doing stuff again. But while it's got you down, you know you're down, don't you? When you're, when you're down, you know you're down. And when healing comes, the, 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 the desire to get back up and get back in the fight again, to get back in life again, is so desirous of us to want to do that. Until we can be free, though, we're going to be down. But so the man that was summoned by these folks, they're in agreement. They sought after Jesus. He came to them. He came to them and did his part. He stood up, postured, and he spoke the word, demonstrated. And immediately that thing left. And when it left, the lady stepped up, did her part, rose up. She rose up and then began to do what? Serve. I find this very interesting because... Anytime that I've been ill, I'm looking to get me back in gear again, trying to get my, let me, let me nurse this thing along a little bit. Let me act like I'm, I'm, I need some more healing, a little bit more healing. I'm trying to get myself better again. I'll I, I work, work with other folks later. But the first thing she did is to start serving folks. You see that? Well, you've been ill before. You've been, you've been down and out, and you, you got the sniffles, and, <laughs> and you're, back, you're, back, you're back together again, and, okay, let me go ahead and get me some, wrap me up real good here. And, and, come on, man, get to work. Go serve somebody. Well, this woman did that, demonstrating that she was completely healed. Completely healed. Not nursing the, the whatever was there, well, I don't want the fever to come back on. Watch this. I don't want the fever to come back on me again, so let me protect myself from the things that got me the fever in the first place. What we try to do is put ourselves in a position of being in charge again. In charge to the degree that we can uh, just live fearful enough to put boundaries around us that the fear keeps out the sickness. That's like dealing with the little demons instead of dealing with the one demon. Deal with the one, get that thing under subjection, and you won't have to worry about a fever again. You won't have to worry about that stuff again. You'll go out serving knowing that God's delivered you. You know kingdom authority has visited with you already, and, and you've got these powerful keys working in your life as well. Let's move on. Verse number 40. It says, when the sun was setting, and all those who had, uh, had any that were sick with them, uh, with, uh, with various diseases, brought them to him, that's Jesus, and he laid hands on every one of them, and he healed them. Well, we watch Jesus bring healing. We've seen this happen a, a bunch of different times. But I, 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 look at, I look at us, and I even heard old Robert say, somebody said, how many people that, 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 that you pray for get healed and keep it? I think he said something like 10%. You think he, he, he would say, like, oh, all of them get healed and keep it forever. No, he didn't say that. He said, maybe about 10%. Because the faith of people. 
Their faith. Their faith. Because, what? What's this part? These folks came in faith. All those who had any, that's the people who have faith, that were sick, those folks had faith in the people to go with them. Sick with various diseases, the people that had faith brought them to him. They had faith that him, Jesus, could do something. The folks that were with them that were sick had faith that those folks that were leading him would lead them to a good place to get what? Healed. So when we have faith, and this is like going to a Benny Hinn meeting and you've got faith for somebody else's healing. You get them to the meeting and they go like, ah, put on the brakes. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know what these guys are doing. They're knocking people over. They're blowing, blowing people's bad breath. At the, I mean, listen, all kind of stuff is happening, right? They, got, they have little faith. But when you have faith and the folks that you're with come along with you with faith, the one who is the author and finisher of faith begins to bring healing to the ones that need healing in their bodies. Kingdom authority really does bring healing. Kingdom authority really does heal for real. And we see it happening all the different times that we've had healing times here at the church or in your homes and, and you, you really need it and you really want it and you say, I'm having faith in God right now. I'm placing my faith in God. I'm not going to place my faith in anybody's hand. I'm not going to place my faith in anybody that walks up to me. I'm going to place my faith in God that he is still what? The healer. And because he's still the healer, I will continue to have my faith in him. Let me tell you something. You might go for a long time dealing with stuff. I know what it's like to go for a long time dealing with sickness and not seeing what you think you ought to see. Should that, I'm going to give you two things. Should that affect your faith? It shouldn't. Does that affect your faith? Sometimes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Does that change God, God's, God's authority to heal? It doesn't change it at all. So rather than put, watch this, you'll appreciate this. Rather than put blame and continually walk around in shame, keep on trusting God that he wants it. Keep on trusting God that he wants it. Don't put yourself in a place, well, maybe I'm just not ready. Maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe I'm just not prepared. Maybe I, maybe I don't have enough faith. Stop doing that. Keep on standing and believing as to who you are. Keep on posturing yourself to receive what God has for you. Keep on standing and believing that God has the absolute best for your life. Keep on standing and believing that he wants you healed and whole and walking in newness of life. Because at some point, the appointed time, listen, that measure of faith that you have, healing will come. It will show up in the midst of nowhere. It might be gradual. It may be over a long period of time. maybe immediate. We don't know how it all happens. We don't know how God always thinks all the time, but we know his thoughts are high above ours. His ways are higher than our ways as well. And we try to attain to so maybe, maybe God. Maybe, no, no, maybe God. There's no maybe in his name. Maybe it's not his first name. Maybe he's not in his name. He's God all by himself. Let's move on. So kingdom authority heals. Verse number 41. And demons also came out of many. Demons came out of many. Crying and saying, you are the Christ, the son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. You see up on the screen, I put, why not? Why did he not allow them to speak? I want you to ponder this for a little while, because I'm telling you this. I'm going to give you the answer, but why do you, why do you think he didn't allow those demons to speak? Okay. I'll go and answer for you. Here's what happens when demons speak. Human beings listen. <laughs> Human beings listen and get in trouble. And find themselves doing what the demons expect of them. Play the little angel on the one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder over here. We have these little games going on in our minds sometimes. We're wrestling against flesh and blood. But we're not supposed to wrestle against flesh and blood. 
but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in the heavens. We know that. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God exalting itself against the knowledge of God. What do demons do but exalt themselves against the knowledge of God? What do they do? They exalt themselves against the knowledge of God continually. So when they begin to speak and we listen, do you know what happens? They've exalted themselves against the knowledge of God. And all of a sudden what God has just done has just been undone. Do you hear me? It gets undone because of our hearing them. He said, no, I'm not going to allow you to speak. He did not allow them to speak. For they knew that he was the Christ. Come on now, what about this part here? Why? Why? Why, why, why the demons, the demons speak? This is, this is my, 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 my revelation on this thing right here. The demons speak. Okay, let's turn it around for a minute. This is how I, this is how I study he did not allow them to speak. Okay? Let's say he did allow them to speak. Let's say he did allow them to speak. What do you suppose would happen? They begin to speak. Who are they speaking to among themselves? Having a little party there? They had just come out of these, they just come out of these, these people, right? They just come out of these folks over here. Said, and the demons all came out of many. They came out of many. Out of many, not just a few, but of many. And crying out, saying, you are the Christ, the son of the son of God. And and Jesus, if he didn't rebuke them, watch this part. He rebuked them after they came out. We sit and rebuke, rebuke that demise. And then we see freedom and then we forget that we need to rebuke again. That's why he didn't allow them to speak, because we don't get it. If he did not rebuke them, and they did speak, they'd be right back in the mini that they just came out of. Is this simple? I mean, this is real simple stuff, right? But how, how do we not get this? How do we not get this and understand this? He said, the demons came out, came out, came, came out of many, crying out, saying, you are the Christ, who they recognize, the authority of Jesus. You are the Christ, the Son of God. They understood who he was. And he, this is what Jesus did, rebuking them. Watch this. Rebuked is one thing. He rebuked them, went on. Rebuking. When I'm rebuking you, I'm continually talking and, and speaking to you. When, I've, when I have rebuked you, I've done my job and walked away. But I'm rebuking, I am continually speaking to you, letting you know that this is about ready to go down, this is how it's going to be, this is not the way it needs to be happening any longer, but here's the deal, do not speak. He's not, he's not speaking to the people, he's speaking to the demons. He said, did not allow them to speak, did not allow them to speak. What kind of power is that? To shut something up, to shut a demon up. Come on now. What, 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 what did he do? Tie them down? It was his presence, man. He said they knew that he was the Christ, right? The Christ, the anointed one. That's who he was. But see, now we're talking about the anointed one being present. And what was present with him? His what? His anointing and power was present with him at that moment. So because his anointing and power were present with him at that moment, that is what allowed them not to speak anymore. So we're in the presence of somebody that has a difficult time. Why watch this? Hallelujah. Uh, Zachary was a, well, uh, I'm getting a Z name mixed up here, so help me out with the Z name. The Z name. Zacharias, Father uh, John the Baptist gets um, um, mute all of a sudden. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? That's right? That's right? Gets mute all of a sudden. Was not allowed to speak. He wasn't allowed to speak. Because he would have done what? Messed up some stuff. He wanted the boy's name to be named after him, I believe it was, right? And so that wasn't going to be the case, so he was, he was made mute not to speak anymore. Well, 
I want you to understand and us to understand this. There are people that, that are possessed, that come around us, that cannot speak any longer because of the anointing that's on us. I'm talking about the anointing of the Holy One that's on us. They are not allowed to speak in our presence. And, and that happens more than you know about. That happens more than you know about because you have wondered why certain people that are mean and ugly and nasty don't say anything to you because the anointing that's on your life will not allow them to speak. They can't say anything. You may have a boss that's been trying to get you to do certain things that are against the rules and regulations of the company, and you say no. And they can't even speak on the matter anymore. They can't say a word because of the anointing that's present. Christ, the hope of glory. <sighs> Ooh, listen, I'm going to buy this tape myself. Although we don't sell them, I'll buy one anyway. Huh. Now when it, it was day. Do you get that one? About the why not? And now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place. That's Jesus' custom. After he's done some serious work, some prayer, ministry, he goes off to a deserted place to rest, to, to rejuvenate, to spend time with the Father. And the crowd, the crowd sought him. And came to him. They didn't just seek him out. They came to him. Where he was in this deserted place. And they tried to keep him from. From leaving them. Now he'd already left them once. <laughs> when somebody leaves you one time. That's an indication that they don't want to be with you. At that time. You start chasing after them. That still doesn't change the fact that they don't want to be with you at that time. But these characters here, they came to him and they tried to keep him from leaving them. Now, the five powerful keys here. He left. Sometimes you just need to leave. You need to just walk on out. Of situations that you're tired of and, and, and you, you, you're exhausted. You need to just walk out. Come on. Now, I'm not talking about your marriage. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about situations and circumstances that are bad. They left. And then Jesus said, one second was this. He went into the, a deserted place. Find a place where you can find solace. I mean, I'm telling you. I didn't understand this until the last several years about getting to a place where you by yourself. Didn't really get that. So I thought that I have to always be running and doing and getting up and going and, and making things happen. But, you know, you don't have to always do that. Find a place of solace. That's number two. And then the crowd sought him. Know that people are going to keep on seeking after you while you're trying to rest. You can entertain them or keep on resting. I would suggest you keep on resting. They came to him. They're not only going to seek after you, they'll find you. <laughs> You've been in a situation where you've been found and you didn't want to be found? Left your cell phone on and they called you anyway? Said, I want to be taking any calls in this time. And next thing you know, you get phone calls all day long. Don't do it. Don't let that happen. They tried to keep him from, from leaving them. They were selfish. Selfish people will want you when you don't need to be with them. Selfish people will want you to be there when you don't, want to, when you don't need to be there. Five powerful keys. Read through that yourself. We're going to finish up real quickly here. He says, but he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. So that's why I have to go away. That's why I've got to get my rest. That's why I can't spend time with you. Because I've got somewhere else to go, somewhere else to be. Some other people that need what I need as well. And so the kingdom of God was going to be preached. It also, he said, because of this purpose, this purpose I have been, I've been sent. And he was preaching the kingdom in the synagogues. Kingdom authority is purposeful. And so when we remain purposeful as individuals, remain purposeful, we won't find ourselves doing the things that we, okay, okay, come on in, guys. You've already made a pact with your, your wife, your, your friends, or whoever, your family, that you're not going to have any visitors to the house. And all of a sudden, somebody knocks on your door. And you say, how can I help you? They sought you out, right? And they found you. And now you have a choice to say, we're not accepting visitors right now, or 
Come on in. What is it? Are you devil-minded? You see, a devil-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let not him expect to receive anything from God. So a double-minded person will say, come on in, when they've made an agreement to say, we're alone right now. You've got to keep your word. You've got to keep the word that God gave you. You've got to keep the word that God gave you so that you can get the authority that you need to keep. Because you can't keep authority if you keep giving it away. Ah. Can't keep authority if you keep giving it away. People take authority over your life, and then you're going to want it back. Whose authority was it anyway? Was it really yours? Was it really yours? You gave it away to them. So kingdom authority is purposeful. Let me wrap this up real quick. Kingdom, revelation of kingdom authority is seven things we talked about today. Seven things we talked about. Seven things plus a few others as well. It provokes. It's respected. It amazes a lot of folks. It's newsworthy. The kingdom authority is sought after. It heals and it's also purposeful. Now, I went through that in just my, 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 the way I do it in, in reference to how I communicate the word of God. But ideally today, my hope is that we get understanding of, of this just little glimpse into kingdom authority, that we can walk in the same kind of authority because we have the anointing of the Holy One on the inside of us. And the things that Jesus did are things that we can do also, according to this scripture right here. We can do that same thing because the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us as well. He has anointed us. He's anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the sick. He, he's done that, to heal the brokenhearted. He's allowed us to, allows us to continue to do that. But we, again, have to realize we have the authority on the inside of us. And as long as we have the authority, we'll put those things into practice, and we'll remember to put those things into practice, and we'll see God do tremendous things in our lives. How many of you want that in your life? How many of you want that in your life? How many of you want that in your life? You want that in your life? Amen. Father, we thank you for those that want that in their lives today. We know, Lord, that you've allowed us to come in this place today to receive all that you have for us. We know, Father, that you're ministering wholeness to us in a way we've never had it ministered to us before. We receive your goodness. We receive your mercy. We receive your grace. But we also receive your authority. And, Lord, we walk in this newness of life that you've given us right now. Everyone under the sound of my breath right now, Father God, hears the word of the living God and responds to it, receives it, and gets it, and walks in it. And I give you honor and praise, Father, for every one of us that we walk in your ways, the kingdom ways, and not in our own. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.